Hello, fellow OCD warriors. I'm Christina Orlova, your host on the OCD Whisperer podcast, your trusted companion in the battle against OCD. If you're like me and understand the struggles of living with OCD, then you're in the right place. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about something incredible. Get your OCD survival kit today at www.onlineocdacademy.com. It's filled with amazing resources to aid you in all things OCD, whether you're on a tight budget or just looking to supercharge your progress. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Show. Today with me, I have Peter Cannon, who is a young writer and director that graduated Emerson College in 2015 and cut his teeth into independent film production. He has directed shorts, commercials, virtual reality experiences, all leading up to his debut feature film, Exposure. He believes that entertainment doesn't need to be sacrificed for story and that the strongest messages can be found in the DNA of the genre films. Welcome, Peter. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so I have to say this movie, and we you know, chatted just right before starting to record, is really kind of cool and amazing because, I mean, the name of the movie is Exposure. This is the OCD Whispers podcast, so people know, you know, I talk about all things OCD, and here we're going to be talking about a film that has to do with this topic. So I guess one of the first questions I'm pretty sure anybody right now listening would have is, what prompted you to make this film focusing on the OCD experience? I have been experiencing OCD personally for a little over a decade. And as I went through this kind of whole process of, you know, I I saw many different therapists, tried many different medications. I didn't see a whole lot of representation of what OCD was, at least from where I was sitting in the media. A lot of the examples I've seen of OCD, I guess, long before all this was like, Jack Nicholson and As Good As It Gets or or Monk or anything like that. And that's not to say, at least from my perspective, that those representations are wrong. It's more the idea that that is kind of a narrower definition. And as you and probably a lot of people listening know, there are so many different themes and nuances and after effects and uh, you know lifestyle changes and, and ways of handling it, the, the right and wrong ways of handling it. Those movies just haven't covered in my eyes. So I this isn't the first time I've made anything about mental illness before. I did something similar for my thesis project in college. But at this point, I just felt like, you know, people tell you to write what you know. And uh, one thing I do know is my own personal experience with with OCD. I, at the same time, wanted to make sure that we did this right, so to speak. So I, uh, you know, I I hired a therapist, thankfully not my own, to read the script and make sure that there's like the proverbial thumbs up of like, yeah, this like 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 an OCD specialist. Actually, no, this was this was a therapist that usually does this for TV and film. So if you'll see like some kind of representation, generally speaking, it's good practice to put it through like a therapist reading it to give you the thumbs up. And that's what happened. So yeah, we got to work and uh, happy to say the people that have seen it have uh, given a good response so far, which is encouraging. Yeah, no, I I wanted to, it's weird. I don't know if you've ever watched the show called Bojack Horseman. There's a bit of a tangent, but there's an episode where a character wanted to write about her childhood. Towards the end of the episode, she's like, I need to be able to write about this because if I don't write about this damage, then it isn't good damage. It's just damage, you know? And it's, did I feel the need to put this all down in paper just to make these last over 10 years mean something? I I, I don't know, but I'm happy I did it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, as you're talking, that first of all, there's a lot there. Thank you for sharing all that. I mean, I think, first of all, it's a really big endeavor to take on. I love the artistic creative process and work, whether it's writing or, or creating something through the format of a video and a storyline. There's a lot of pieces, right, that go into putting something like this together. So it is not a small accomplishment. And you're right in terms of the media. The reality is there's a lot of not a lot, but the, the handful of things we see really don't quite cover the kind of the essence, right, of what it's like to be with OCD. And especially when, when things get really severe, we're not talking about when things are more mild and you can kind of go through your life, but really when things get really difficult and you really get locked in. So I guess with that, what do you hope to achieve with this film for just for the audience or for people? Like, What are you wanting them to, I guess, walk away with? Yeah. I would say a couple of different things. This movie has, well, first off, stuff for folks with OCD, just kind of a validation that maybe I could have used earlier on that, yeah, this, you know, this specific theme is like, you are not the only person feeling this because you are not the only person, like, you are the only person feeling this is what made me shut up about it for as long as I did. And on the other side of things, I kind of wanted to make other people aware that these things or these themes exist and that as I'm sure you, you know, you've had this podcast for a while, I've listened to a lot of the episodes. I it's, you speak about some pretty hot topics in terms of themes and pe uh, normal people, people that, you know, don't have OCD, they react strongly to some things. And, you know, there's certain, you know, certain stigmas that prevent people from talking about it. So I kind of wanted to just sort of nudge the average person in the direction of, hey, listen, this is more about a thought process rather than it is about the content. The content might be shocking, the content might be out there, the content might be kind of silly. But the reality is, like I, and I say this over and over again, I am in no way a, a therapist or an expert, I'm just a filmmaker. Like there, there are so many wonderful resources online, yours included, that break this down in, in such a, you know, in an intelligent way, in a productive way, in a helpful way. I think the role of fiction is often helpful to kind of just nudge someone in the right direction to maybe take a Wikipedia deep dive or or connect with people that are actually doing therapy work and psychological work. I kind of this is yes, it's aimed at sort of validating folks that have OCD, but it's also aimed at people that don't have OCD that might walk away going, "Oh, that's that's a more common thing than I realize." You know, I think that's actually a pretty important point you just made, which is the people who have OCD, once they learn and understand it's OCD, they can start to kind of grasp what's happening. But for folks who don't have OCD, you're exactly right. They may focus too much on the content, which might make it might appear shocking, but not understand that this is part of kind of how people's brain with OCD works or for or maybe, you know, in some areas doesn't quite work as well as it should in terms of filtering things out that people without OCD are able to filter, you know, automatically and organically and kind of not think twice about things. And so it's great to hear that this film is also aimed at that to, to help people understand that process better. And also to understand, like you said, right, that some of these things are actually common. People do have random stuff that pops in. They just don't spend much time there. So they might not even really even put it to memory a lot of times versus somebody with OCD. Well, you know, everything will suddenly stop and kind of hyper-focus on what, why is this there? What does this mean? And so on. 
And so if people are going to watch this, this film and people with OCD or without OCD, what would be the, the kind of, and I know this is going to be a tough one, but like, what would be like the message, right? The one thing you'd want to give your audience. This is actually the easiest question. Um, oh, great. Because, well, that's, that's usually how I write anyway. I'm like, okay, what do I want to say with this movie? You know, because I have OCD is not a thesis of a movie. Like that's the concept of OCD is a thing that can be explained in a story, but at the beginning of every story writing process, and you know, th there's different schools of thought on this, but you should really figure out what kind of human truth you want to say that really can, everyone should be able to walk away with and not just people with OCD. And thankfully, everyone can understand fear. Everyone can understand facing fear. Everyone can understand the ultimate goal of what this movie is. But what's interesting about people with OCD is that their goal is, like the, the stakes seem to be ramped up how do I how do I put this the right way? I'm trying to pick my words carefully here because I also don't want to, you know, like this is one of the first times I've done this in this kind of podcast. But the thesis of the movie is sort of that a lot of folks with OCD have to face the fact that their worst fears could actually, there's some non-zero chance of that actually happening. And to be alive is to accept those non-zero chances. And that is something that is so blindingly hard for someone with OCD to face because that's really, that's the final boss. That's the big mountain to climb. But the idea that you have to live with a non-zero chance of your worst fear happening also applies to regular people. Yeah. You, you have to cross the street knowing that people do get hit by cars. You know, you have to, there are times where, yeah, like if you go to a big crowded area, you might get sick because there are germs flying around everywhere, you know? So it is a message that really resounds with folks that are in the middle of various types of OCD therapy, whether it's CBT, ERP, or what have you. But it's also something that regular, not regular, but people without OCD can wrap their heads around. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that's exactly right. Like we do kind of like we say, like life, just, just life literally is one big exposure if we want to look at it that way, right? Because, you know, we, we all kind of assume a lot of things as we go through it, but you know, we all also understand, you know, cognitively that, you know, we have some degree of certainty we all agreed upon, but there's so many other variables we really don't have control over. And we all kind of just embrace that and move on with life. And, you know, understanding that versus where is it that the really kind of pathological doubt process starts, the obsessional doubt process starts, and then suddenly we're in a whole different place and we get really wrapped up in our heads and we start to, you know, envision and see a lot of, really catastrophic, horrible things that just seem insurmountable and impossible to have to sit and, and tolerate and, and be present with or to, right? And it's the um, great irony. It's the great irony that that is so much more ruinous to someone's life than accepting a non-zero chance of a catastrophe. And I'm not going to give too much away with the movie, but a lot of the movie has to do with the ripple effects of this person's OCD to his wife, who at the beginning of the movie has kind of fallen into these, you know, these behaviors of I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure that like that uh, everything like, you know, like you're safe with me. And I'm just going to keep repeating that to you no matter how many times you need to hear it, because that's what she thinks she has to do. You know, she, it's the beginning of the movie. They haven't learned anything yet, but it's yeah, no, but like. During that time, you see this character, our main character's wife, just lose out on life opportunity after life opportunity because she's home taking care of her mentally ill husband. 
And it's really, it's tragic, but that's kind of what starts the stakes of the movie where, you know, the, in the film where uh, I'm not, again, not going to give too much away, but something that makes his obsession seem more both real to him and the viewer, some happens. And he is, he kind of says, if this goes on, I'm clearly going to lose my wife. So that forces his hand to go to this exposure response prevention kind of ragtag group. And he doesn't totally believe in it at first. He's doing it just to performatively to appease her, to make it look like he's trying, but then it starts to work. And then it starts to, you know, the movie sort of takes off from there and uh, we get into a lot of thrillery aspects of it. But one thing I wanted to sort of carry along with the film is that obsession doesn't just bring you down, but it can bring the people around you down. And that's, you know, that's, that's something I feel like a lot of us can relate to. I'll be honest, as you were speaking, I was like getting some physical sensation stuff. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's exactly on point in terms of showing that exactly. It's not like OCD. It's just a you issue. It's actually your whole environment issue, whether it's, you know, kids, a loved one, even, you know, best friends, you know, spouses, parents, whoever it is, brothers, sisters, et cetera. Right. But that it really impacts the whole environment and the relationships and, you know, it doesn't just take you down, but it starts to really, again, absorb the other people around you who, of course, you know, unwittingly, they just want to help. And they're doing what typically does work. If someone doesn't feel good, we typically want to give some reassurance. And, and usually when we do that and we talk things through a little bit, we can arrive to a point of clarity and say, oh, OK, thank you for that. And we move on. Right. And here, you know, part of what we learn in OCD and I talk a lot about, you know, on my on my podcast shows is everything in OCD is counterintuitive. It's like this upside down world. And the very things that typically, right, should solve things and make you feel better aren't working. They actually make you go deeper into it and they make everything worse, which is just such a, like you said, it's it's ironic. It, it's such a paradox in terms of how it works, right? And learning that. And, and I think it's awesome to hear that there's a you know, that this film is actually showing that really showing this other side of things and, and how it impacts, you know, it sounds like, you know, the spouse, the wife. Because how is she supposed to know that? You right, know, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, and there's some other stuff that kind of suggests that not to to throw a bunch of ramblings into it, but, you know, like if there were more accessible mental health care, the, a lot of this movie wouldn't happen. You know, <laughs> if there were ways in which this guy could have gotten the proper treatment ahead of time that may not have gotten to this level. And there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's kind of like shows some failures of American healthcare. I will also say that it touches on some other things. It touches on, again, not trying to give too much away, but it, it touches on sort of some parallels between OCD and drug abuse. It touches on parallel on, um, I'm not going to say causation, but correlation between trauma and OCD and how it kind of relates with PTSD. These aren't things that necessarily take front and center, but the idea that as you either get older or have certain traumatic experiences, or you just go through puberty, like obsessive compulsive disorder can kind of just show up in different ways. And then also just, uh, it touches on a few different of the more common themes and talks about the difference between the sexual orientation obsession and uh, how a lot of people can immediately perceive it to be homophobia and the sort of the uncomfortable conversations that kind of stem from that. And, you know, it's, it's how sometimes like there's a few different characters that kind of talk about the, uh, this kind of stuff. And we, we have some more uncomfortable moments. And at the same time, I 
hope it's thrilling to people. I think uh, it's a suspense movie. The few people I've shown it to have been, um, as I said, they, they didn't expect it <laughs> to, to ramp up that much. Like, oh, I was only going to watch the first half tonight and the next half tomorrow, the next half tomorrow. And then he's like, yeah, I watched the whole thing last night. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, there you go. It's keeping that attention. But you're hitting on a lot of points. And I think, again, really important and great because part of, you know, kind of my mission with this show has been to talk about all things OCD. And, and that really means these extra nuances that a lot of times you can miss. And if you, you know, I've been open myself, you know, I have OCD and, you know, partially when I first started specializing in, in this niche, it's it was incredible the amount of things that started to make sense. I'm like, oh my God, wait, what? what's happening? Why do I know this so well? And then to really kind of have that moment of complete clarity of, oh my gosh, right? And so many people have that experience where some things like contamination might be more commonly known, but there's so many other topics that are not, right? That's one of them, right? We have relationship OCD is another one of them. We have people who, because it's a doubting disorder, may even doubt, is this really not, it's not, and they'll, they'll push it away. And then, yes, absolutely, people can, and I've, I've definitely worked with several clients where substances are part of a way of, you know, coping mechanism because you don't know what's happening. So, you know, I'm good. That's what I'm going to do because that's the best I have right now to, you know, get through whatever the heck is going on inside that I can't seem to grab a hold of, right? And then all the other elements with the family members or, you know, the fact that sometimes we have trauma in life, period, right? We have kind of what I would say difficult experiences in life that are part of being alive. Then we have things that are like trauma and then we have big T trauma, right? And abuse and all sorts of other things. So there's, there's kind of layers and a spectrum and also with OCD even, right? The way that it shows up and the things you do sometimes out of that experience, there can be a traumatic experience, right? Because there could be other way, you know, OC person. Yeah. Yeah. So it can really go in these, in these different combination of ways, right? It's like, I've always said to people, you can have severe OCD without having have had a big traumatic event, but you also can have, you know, like full on PTSD diagnosis. And then that really triggers the OCD to come out. So there can be such any combination of ways that these things can interrelate but I definitely have to say, I've not yet heard of a movie that, you know, tackles like all those different elements, because those are all true. People know that people, you know, think more and more talking about it. But yeah, just haven't quite seen it represented yet. Right. We always see things like, you know, touching, tapping, wiping, aligning, color coding. That's exactly. kind of the extent. Actually, I tried to stay away from a, like there are some physical rituals in the film, but a lot of the rituals are mental Again, without giving too much away, I feel as though the issue with what, you know, the pure O quote unquote varieties of OCD with mental compulsions, it's there's some kind of doubt for an audience member that's watching a thriller movie that they're going to say, okay, but I'm watching a movie that's a thriller movie. What if it is not in his head? You know, like, because that's for someone not with OCD that's watching a thriller movie, thrillers pull this stuff all the time, you know? And then suddenly, if you're, Question yourself constantly throughout this whole movie. Hey, what does that sound like? You know, there you go. <laughs> yep. Amazing. I want to say thank you so much for your time, for coming on here, for talking to us about this. So anybody listening, first of all, obviously they're going to want to know where can I get this movie? Where can I see it? And how can they find you if they'd like to reach out? 
You cannot find this movie anywhere yet, actually. Uh, it is going through a very complicated process of film festivals and whatnot, and there's all kinds of fun stuff going on in the entertainment industry that makes everything pretty hard right now. I will also say, though, if you want to uh, follow for updates on the film and uh, little clips of it here and there, you can go onto Instagram and go on to at exposure underscore movie. We have a Twitter that I haven't touched, though the artist formerly known as Twitter. I haven't touched it in a while, but who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring it back. But yeah, that, that's the main source of communication right now. You can also go to discomfortsthepoint.com for some extra clips of the movie and information about the cast and the crew and, and whatnot. And uh, just keep your eyes out. I love it. Thank you so much for giving us a sneak peek and a preview. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us on the OCD Whisperer podcast. Remember, your path to freedom from OCD, it's a journey. Visit www onlineocdacademy.com for self-help masterclasses that fit your journey, your pace, and your budget. We understand that not everybody can afford a specialist, and that's why we're here to provide accessible resources. Subscribe, rate, and share, and together we can overcome the challenges of OCD. Stay strong, and we'll catch you on the next episode.